Well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Issue 162.5. I'm Kaylin. I'm Clark. I'm Ryan. I'm Adam. And I'm Brent Wingate. And so over the next few weeks, we're going to have two recordings a week. Every Friday, you can check out Crossing Swords, which covers uh, the massive crossover, Ten of Swords, that's currently going on in the X-Books. And in those, we do a deep dive of each of the chapters uh, with special guests from other podcasts, including X-Reads Podcast, House of X, the podcast that goes snicked, and Comic Book Queers. And uh, usually on every Monday, we release our regular episode, but today is, of course, Saturday. It's Halloween. So we have a really spooky episode for you. So I'm going to turn it over to Brent, who's going to be our dungeon master. All right. This week, we've got another spooky game. Uh, Zack Snyder doesn't know when to call it quits on movies or our newsfeed. A couple of DC shows have a new look. Disney is looking for someone to be their Moon Knight in shining armor. Netflix bought more gaming rights. And we end with Clark's Got Something. Watch out. Uh, so let's start with our spooky game. Um, in the last week of our spooky October, we thought we would give some of our recommendations and stories, etc., of our favorite Halloween things so that you have content to consume for your Spoopsy November. <laughs> Oopsie. Spoopsy. Spoopsy. I'm like that. Uh, let's start with uh, video stuff. Um, in this year, um, what were some of your favorite movies and TV shows that you consume with a little Halloween feel? Ryan? I am a huge horror film fan. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I said that in such a way that made me sound weird, um, but I'm a huge horror film fan. And uh, okay, so I, I pretty much watched, I would say anytime like a horror film comes out, I will watch it. One has escaped me that I have never seen and I saw it this year and I'm in love. It's called simply Trick or Treat and it oh, is yeah. so good they will fucking murder a child left and right they don't care at all like it is such a good movie it's um it's told in, in like a bunch of different perspectives too and you've you sort of like throughout the whole thing you figure out how it all comes together it is so well done if you want to see anna pa uh, paquin changing characters constantly like she does in true blood and the x-men movies Watch Trick or Treat. It's really good. It's really entertaining. Brent. So, uh, I'm really late to uh, the game on show Over the Garden Wall. But ever since I've seen it, I have been absolutely obsessed. It is, uh, it was Adult Swim's or Cartoon Network's first uh, foray into a miniseries. Yeah. And it is just 10 episodes. So you can basically watch it as an hour and a half long movie. It's funny, it's dark, it's got great voice acting featuring Elijah Wood. Um, and it's just a really well told, nice complete story. I love it so goddamn much. Kaylin? Mm -hmm. uh, I also want to second over Garden Wall. Brent's actually recommended it to me and it's, um, it's perfectly creepy. Like it's still very appropriate for kids, um, but it's Thank very you. sweet. It's very cute and very sweet. But also something that I didn't consume until actually this last week, and it's from a couple of years ago, I finally watched Hereditary. And I'd seen Midsummer when it came out, 
And, you know, I like, I like put it off. I put it off because I heard it was so scary. I'm not the biggest fan of horror movies. Sometimes they just get to me. And I decided on a rainy afternoon to sit down and watch it. And I, I had my blanket on me by myself, oh, like no. an idiot. And then like, I kept getting like, like the blanket get, kept getting tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. And then the, uh, I'm not going to spoil it for folks, but the scene that is iconic, my heart stopped and I stopped breathing when I saw what was happening. Wait, and how, far, I, sorry. how far into it, it is the iconic scene? Um, it, it's the it's, intro. It's the intro, it, just when the words are going across the screen. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> talking yeah, about you, Tony, it's, when, it's when Tony Collette's name comes across the screen. I'm like, yeah. whoo! Spooky. No, no, no. Um, the, the scene I'm actually talking about is towards the end. It's the climax of the movie. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's so, so well done. Uh, the director's name is uh, Ari Aster, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Like My he is, he is such a fucking master oh. of suspense. Like uh, uh, unbelievable. And the movie has stayed with me. Uh, I saw it a few days ago. It stayed with me this whole week. My roommate and I were the only ones who hated that movie. <gasps> that movie died about two fifths of the. I hated it. Absolutely thought it was crap by the end. Um, I, because uh, I knew what was going to happen. I thought it was cliche as fuck, except for two fifths of the way through where the incident occurs, and I <laughs> laughed my face off. It was hilarious. Yeah, well, you're not you're not the only one because I'm the. It's such an interest. I'm part of a couple of like uh, gay Facebook groups for horror. And Heredit, like Ari Aster in general, is just the funniest dichotomy of you've got, you've got these like old school 80s slasher fan types who like just love ridiculous gore, outrageous, like crazy character stereotypes, things like that. And then there's like art house horror, which I mean, they're obviously, I'm sure Clark, you you kind of like both. I know we've talked about that before. I crawl but, between the two, but, yeah. But there are like multiple people. There is a very like, either or presence for both Midsummer and Hereditary. And I happen to be on the very pro side. I could barely Love. sleep alone at night, uh, Brent. Yeah, Clark, I just want to ask because you basically say you predict the end of every story. Did someone time travel and give you an almanac or like a TV guide? Yeah. The, prob the problem is that I've watched so much stuff Any that I just, I know and I've you know, studied theater and film and blah, 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 that I know when a camera is doing a certain thing, they're telegraphing yeah. something, and therefore I'm starting thinking of what that something's gonna be based on either someone's line, narrative structure, you know, as I said, just visual images or visual you know, cues, I kind of figure out what's going on. I did not realize the incident that happened two-fifths of the way through was gonna happen, but after that <laughs> point, it was, it was pushing things a certain way, and I... What? Was it when Ann Dad was standing outside of school? Was that the scene you referred to? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming at all. No. <laughs> that that was jarring. That still spooks me to this day. Um, <laughs> I you you you're really good at predicting reality TV show stuff because you know how it's all produced and stuff like that. And you know, like when you do a camera cut to of like someone be like, oh, what? Yeah. Like you know they're probably going home where they're gonna have a reaction. But it's, you're good about that, Clark. But with that said, those two movies you just mentioned are all about the performances. Yes. Even more so than the actual plot and if you can predict the ending. Like, it is so fucking good. They're so yeah. good. I watched okay. Midsummer with Ryan's boyfriend. Ah! <laughs> He's still scarred. That's, yeah. that's actually the scariest part of that whole movie. Um, 
just kind of pulling us to like this year in particular, I think a uh, really nice follow-up to The Haunting of Hill House. Uh, I haven't fully finished it, but Bly Manor is a lot more full with lesbian love than scares, uh, but I still love it. And I'm having a great time with it. It's a very like nice slow burn of a creepy horror movie. Uh, Hannah Gross is by far played by a phenomenal actress and it's just such an interesting character. Um, I will say a bit of a, not a dud, I know Ryan, you, you and uh, your boyfriend Chase hated this far more than I did. Uh, I kind of really enjoyed the sequel to The Babysitter uh, on Netflix. <laughs> God um, no. I thought Yawn. it was just so Yawn. dumb and over the top. <laughs> the original one Adam, is you a good trail movie. off like that movie did at the end of this <laughs> sentence. And not that movie finish trailed off it. 25 minutes into that movie, it trailed us down. Um, I would I would be remiss because there's only going to be one season of it forever. And I know we mentioned it last year, but uh, Clark, we have to mention it again. Marianne is still the yes. best fucking horror show you could find on television, streaming or otherwise. Go watch it right now. So someone might pick up the series in France, I guess. I have oh, it's so, it's so not gross, but like it makes you feel unwell. Kayla? I'm surprised none of us have said Dark yet, which is not actually a horror show, but it, this season, the third season, had some very creepy imagery, especially with the three-in-one of um, the the boy, the middle-aged man, and the old man. Yeah. Of, like, whenever they would come in to, like, you know, kill off, like, certain people in the various timelines, uh, I thought that was one of the more unsettling parts of a show that had some very unsettling parts. Right? I want to add, uh, Kayla, you are on this podcast and you just recommended <laughs> uh, Clark, it, did you have any you wanted to throw out there? Um, I watch this stuff every year, but Turner Classic Movies loves to do all the Hammer Horror films from like the 60s and 70s that are just like schlock fest, but also it's Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee, so you can't really go wrong with them. Yeah. They're, yeah. I don't know, they're just strange. The blood is so like pink red that it's just kind of hilariously goopy. I don't know. I love them. I just love the two playing off each other. And then what I hadn't seen in a long time, if I'd actually really fully seen them, is that I, they, some company, I don't remember which, which, um, which um, network, it's not really a real network. It's like FTV or MeTV or something is showing like all the Adams Family TV shows. And I, it holds up like, it, it is well done and strange as shit. And it's just, incredibly weird and i'm glad that the movies did it justice and it does the movies justice like it's i i'm very impressed with their lurch he's just hilarious and strange the entire time kaylin what's your finger um about uh the hammer films have you ever seen the movie captain chronos vampire hunter i don't I think it's on hulu. it's on hulu right now it's part of the hammer stuff but it's like it doesn't have cushing or lee in it yeah, yeah. um and it, and it doesn't feature like a dracula but like having like a a vampire hunter character. I remember seeing parts of it when I was a kid, like on a Saturday afternoon, like, you know, syndicated TV. And just the opening credits creeped me out so much I had to turn it off. <laughs> and I've never gone back to watch it. Oh as so uh, yeah, I'm just curious of like anybody's seen it. They, but, um, they some... I just watched uh, Hound of the Vaskervilles, you know, Sherlock Holmes one that they did. And that was very impressive too. It, I don't know, they do, they do really well in like, you know, foggy imagery and you know shadows and just i don't know yeah. how murky everything is i love it yeah Adam? uh i could definitely talk about this all day uh but just to kind of quick hits on like new stuff like any 
horror loving gay person for Halloween, I was like, I'm gonna get a Shutter subscription for 30 days and then cancel it immediately. And so I will say that uh, Host was actually pretty fun. It's a little bit, it's actually pretty cool. They filmed it during quarantine. So the entire thing takes place on kind of a mixed media Zoom. Um, good jumpy moments. It's like a bit kind of like standard fare as uh, to Clark's point of like, you can kind of all see it coming, but it's a bit, it's pretty enjoyable. I don't know if it came out this year, but I also know it's on Shutter and I just watched it this weekend. I loved it. It's Scare Package. I do think it's one of their exclusives and I think it's relatively new. It is like the dumbest, just like, I think Trick or Treat, like uh, Ryan, you're exactly right. Like everyone really reveres that as such a great Halloween anthology and just horror anthology in general. It's got like comedy, it's got scares, it's got like a full kind of package deal, especially from what, if you like like 80s horror or more like 80s and 90s horror. And Scare Package is a little bit like, pretty low budget but has as a horror fan there was a lot to like kind of like about it um and uh, and enjoy and the other thing i would just hit on is on hulu there's a a small mini series called monsterland that launched this month um it's not particularly scary and it's also a lot more like the humans were eat the monsters the whole time but they're actually kind of <laughs> a little bit of uh cool storylines decent acting and like just a little bit more if you're looking for macabre but not like jump out of your seat kind of thing, a little bit more uh, thinking thriller type thing, Ryan? To your point, Adam, if you are going to get the free trial of Shudder, like I and you did, um, and just do it for one week and watch everything and sort of be like, it's not that good. um, I would (laughs) still recommend you watching Spiral to even once again, double back and be like, is this a good film or is it bad? Is Jeffrey Boyer Chapman acting well or terribly? Like, is anything, like, it, it's basically uh, a, a gay, uh, it, it, like, it takes place in the 90s, and it's, I don't know if it's good or bad. I, I'm just still so confused. Adam, did you like it? Spiral? No, God, it was awful. It was so okay, stupid. Good. <laughs> it was, it was like, uh, it's basically like if they took all the good things about Get Out and then made a slight, like a gayer version of it and then threw away all the good content and just left the, the bones a bit. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was highly not recommended, um, but it is fun. It's just that Jesse Board Chapman is not necessarily a good actor. Brent? All right, quick Halloween roundup. Uh, everyone, what's, your, what's the best trick or treat candy? And I'll also accept if you want to throw in what you think the worst is. Mm. Mm. I think the best, and I'm going to sound like an old fucking man, uh, but Charleston Chew. Ew. <gasps> Do you put them in the- with a chocolate covering is incredible. Do you put them in the freezer? I most certainly do. Yes, I fucking love fruit frozen Charleston Chews. It's and then so you just chuck them at kids. Worst is, <laughs> I did once receive a rock uh, from a guy who thought he was really cute when I was trick-or-treating. Well, that's like a Charlie Brown thing. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's a hack. Because Charlie Brown had come out like 30 years prior. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, get over it. Uh, for me, uh, I would say Skittles are my favorite, but like old school Skittles when green was lime, not green apple, yeah. monsters. Ooh. Um, and my least favorite is probably, uh, it's probably just fucking raisins. Like who the fuck gave out raisins? I hated bro? that. Wait, Crash. slow down, slow down. Skittles green is now green apple? 
Yeah. yeah, you didn't know about this? Yeah, no, I, I haven't eaten Skittles in forever, I guess. In Europe, that's, that's still, terrible. It's still lime in Europe, but we they yeah. don't have grape there. They've got what, black currant, and I hate black currant. Oh, and they measure yeah. it in uh, milligrams. Yeah. My um, favorite, my favorite candy is candy corn. I know I'm gonna yes, get man. a lot of. Okay, you oh, you like it? Okay, okay. Candy so, corn's trash. It, if it's as long as like an old woman's not just handing it to you in her hand, like just like here you no, up. like when it's really like, soft, when it's right, when that candy corn is right, bitch, that shit is good. Oh, oh, girl, when it's right, it's right, and when it's wrong, it has a razor blade in it. it yeah, your <laughs> your candy corn has a giant razor blade sticking out of it that you can very clearly see. Uh, <laughs> someone did point out on the internet that uh, you know you take corn. And you make high fructose corn syrup, and then you use that to make corn again. And <laughs> once was it's the once in future have, corn. <laughs> have you seen the image of where you like if you stack them all together, they actually make yeah. the corn? Like oh, I didn't corn. even know that was yeah. the whole point, and I was like, oh, that makes sense to me. B- bitch, that was not the point. That just was a happy coincidence. So don't <laughs> anyone, don't anyone tell you otherwise. Oh, but, but wait, but Ryan, the real deciding factor is: do you like the candy corn itself, or do you like when it's like the mat, like the pumpkins, or like Pumpkin. the bigger? Yes, exactly. That's a fit. That's actual candy corn, like subject matter expertise. Because I'm only give a up. size queen when it comes to candy corn. I'll just You're say that. <laughs> all monsters. Candy corn is bad. It's bad. It's bad. Get out of here. Uh, it's fucking I, bad. I do know that everyone will hate me on this one. It's not my favorite, but I used to eat a shitload of them as a kid. I loved circus peanuts. So. <laughs> oh, God. oh god you monster that this is, is my horror story i don't think i'll ever meet anyone else that enjoyed circus peanuts at any time in their entire you're, life you're a monster on the ingredients it says does not contain flavor or fun it's disgusting <laughs> hold on hold on that's a very high road to take person who just said they like candy corn <laughs> maybe no, candy corn is better than circus peanuts because um, peanuts are the only candies that are improved when you put razor blades in them. Oh my <laughs> it actually gives you flavor. Uh, I will. I don't. I actually do think at this point, probably bougie neighborhoods give this shit out. But it's like because I did actually. I think I got them once or twice. Like maybe while I, we like went to a. I remember like when I went to a party in college. But like take five bars are my fucking favorite, and take five minis are so good. It's like chocolate, peanut butter, peanuts, caramel and pretzels and like it's just all that shit slammed together but it's it's delicious and i i will go with raisins and i do feel like people used to give out apple slices too and i'm like don't even fucking give out candy if you're gonna give out that garbage like those things are still sugar like it's not like you're making anyone healthier like get over yourself so mine is, I mean, I'm eating Twizzlers right now. I love them, but I do not like them as Halloween candy. They're really small and they taste very strange because yeah. they're sitting in a bag and all melted and fucked up. But um, my favorite is Baby Ruth's. I just, I mean, I love a Baby Ruth in general to the point where they're barely in Ireland. But if, when I found one, they were like five bucks. And I was like, fuck it. I don't care. I'm getting a Baby Ruth. <laughs> they're a, a, um, a, a Baby Ruth. Yeah. My- Clark, I love the idea that you're in what I assume has a ton of like Cadbury or other like 
European chocolates that like in America well, people used to hunt down at candy stores and you're like no I'll take the garbage thank you well I don't I don't like chocolate oh so but how the fuck are you eating baby Ruth baby Ruth isn't I mean it's a chocolate shell and everything is so there's so much inside that the chocolate isn't the feature do you just eat paydays? Oh. do you like paydays yeah paydays are the best no I one don't of the like best Anyways, and like that, um, a subtle glaze of chocolate is really where your limit yeah, drops, yeah, yeah. sounds like. Can, can we get behind this corporate fuck even more? Come on, let's move on to independent candy brands. All right. you know? so the, they, uh, the thing I hate the most is kind of up the same alley you guys are doing. When some fucking jackass gives you like a mini toothbrush, this yes. is not what the fucking holiday is about. Dentists do that these. shit. I want gingivitis and I want cavities after this night. That kind of thing. Fucking read the room, dude. Yeah. Like, don't need floss. I I get I give quip refills. So like the battery and then just the head of the toothbrush, just so it helps. The <laughs> kids. You might as well you might as well just hand out IOUs. Like fuck you. <laughs> when I there was, was a, a woman in my. Go ahead, your woman. Go go, woman. <laughs> oh, there was there was a woman who would give out pennies, like give pennies. When you like when trick or treating, I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna do with this shit? At least rolls or like just a handful in your bag. No, a handful in your bag, not rolls. And she would like throw them at your face oh, or what? I, I thought she basically. was literally dropping one penny penny in each person's bag. It was basically <laughs> like two to three pennies in each person's bag. Bitch, oh my god! Oh. But when I was like, inflation adjusted, how much money was that for? Okay, uh, seven seven trillion. You can get a whole chocolate bar back then with that, couldn't you, Kalen? I actually made the Louisiana purchase with that. That'll get you your moon pies. <laughs> when I was a kid, my dentist, um, you know how at doctors and stuff, you'll end up with lollipops. They'll give you a lollipop at the end. Or like weirdly at the bank, they have lollipops for you. Well, my yeah, dentist had them. That's, that's how much I don't want a toothbrush in a Halloween bag. I want the dentist to give me candy. <laughs> All right, and that was our last spooky segment, unless we decide to do it more in November, which is very real as a possibility. Oopsie, it's November. Yes, oopsie. News flash. Getting into the news, adding to the ever-growing roster of reshoots for the Zack Snyder Justice League film on HBO Max, Joe Manginello will be reprising his role as Slade Wilson, a.k.a. Deathstroke, if you can call what he was in Justice League a role. Snyder <laughs> Cut will soon be released in four 22-hour-long installments over six years. Uh, since this will be the kitchen mm -hmm. version of a movie, who else should Snyder add, and how best do you think that they can use Deathstroke? Ryan, let's start with you. Bitch, uh, how long does it take until them to get Margot Robbie back on board as Harley Quinn making a cameo? Because they are reaching at everything right now. And she is probably the only real moneymaker other than like the top three of like the Justice League or whatever. Uh, so I feel like she could come back at some point too, especially if we're incorporating the Joker at some point. Um, but you know what? Anyone's on board. So like, let's have Patrick Stewart as, I don't know, who's a, a Lex Luthor. I don't know, fucking know. <laughs> Bald people. Well, we've already got Jesse Eisenberg, so. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, recast. Yeah. <laughs> KK? Um, the only other person I can think of them adding uh, would be uh, Shazam. Um, ah. So 
like but he doesn't like he's too bright and sunny he doesn't really fit in like that whole like sepia tone of Zack Snyder's like grim dark universe um and but you know going back to Deathstroke for a second this is now the third interpretation of Deathstroke on screen we will have seen in the last eight years seven years like you've got Arrow you have Titans and you have uh live action I should say right. uh, yeah in, I was going to say yeah, in 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 this Justice League, uh, but like you've you've obviously seen them in different animated versions in the DCAU movies, as well as in Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go. But I want to kind of go back to one thing that we talked about last week with um, uh, Joker being uh, in this movie. My prediction is the way that they're going to include him is a flashback of him killing Robin, a la Death in the Family, uh, because if you remember in Batman v Superman, uh, you see like the. Um, kind of like the homage, the statue of Robin. It's almost like a, like a tombstone. And I think uh, the, uh, the backstory there, everybody kind of speculated that Robin was dead in this universe because Joker killed him. And it fits in with Zack Snyder trying to mine some of the most um, iconic dark uh, moments in DC history. Yeah, I think, you know, yes. with the Joker and maybe being a flashback, having more... Deathstroke and possibly them making an Injustice League makes me think like they're going to move everything closer to the end. That there is some, you know, now that they see this Justice League is formed, that they're they're putting together more of the pieces so that something seems more cohesive for an alternate, you know, kind of villains team. Moving on, um, so in our first look at Titan season three, we got an image of Red Hood, who is the transitional character of Jason Todd, played by Kern Walters. Um, do you guys think it was a smart choice for the show to get his costume at Party City? Adam? Right. right. Essentially, like, I love the, I mean, I don't love the show, but I really like it, no matter how trash it is. This fucking costume, it's, it's, I think the overall look is fine. The mask is so goddamn big. It looks like it really is. You're exactly right, Brian. It's totally a Halloween costume. Cause you know, when you like get Batman or you get this, like all the costume <laughs> helmets when you buy them at the store are seven times too big and they're just like felt. That's all this looks like. It's like super disappointing because Red Hood actually has a very cool look. I feel like usually in the comics cause it's very, yeah, fair enough, Kaylin. Eh, but at least it's like a little bit more slender, cylindrical, like, it just looks like a real uh, cool helmet. I, uh, I, I love the overall outfit. Not a huge fan of, of what this might look like on screen though. Ryan? I think, uh, I think it was nice that Saban um, that produced the Power Rangers was not doing well at this point when they were making this season because they basically took one of the Red Ranger like helmets and yeah. they're just like, okay, let's just, just carve out the T-Rex or whatever and we'll just do it. Um, so yeah, it, it looks uh, sculpted to no one's face ever. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's perfectly in the ethos of the show uh, to take something that's not very serious as serious as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Hyper aggressive bad. Well phrased, yeah. <laughs> uh, Clark, uh, Kaylin, you got anything or? I don't really know what to say except it looks like garbage. So it's going to be exactly like the rest of the show. Cheers. I, when they brought Jason Todd back in um, Under the Hood, uh, I think like in 2004, 2005, I actually thought it was a pretty good story for uh, a decision I didn't really agree with. 
And ever since then, I just haven't really cared. He's like the Robin that kind of slightly broke bad, but he's like, he's kind of edgy, but like he's still part of the family. I'm like, stop, just get rid of him, stop. I'm just done, I'm done with this character. I, I do also wonder how, cause in, uh, so we currently like his character in Titans is like kind of whiny, kind of funny. Like I don't necessarily see how this will also really pan out as a more like, it's still going to be that same actor underneath that hood. So unless they give him a fucking like scream voice box and all of a yeah. sudden he and sounds hard and like a robot. I just don't, I don't feel like this character is also going to come across very well under that mask. Kaylin? Yeah. And is, is he, are they going to have, uh, him go through the whole death in the family arc is he going to die off screen killed by the Joker and Batman unable to save him and then he comes back or is he just going to be like well Dick got a new look I'm going to have a new look too right. going to Party City and getting a big ass helmet that's probably what's going to happen yeah they're not they don't plan on writing a better show Kaylin. <laughs> yeah, that sounds exactly like the show's MO I, I, I don't doubt it yeah he was actually the only, well, I liked two things about, three things about last season was I do like him as an actor and I think he's just strange as shit and just in existence in for that role. And then uh, Starfire, clearly, and yeah. as, much, yeah. as much ass as we see from Superboy. That was some good ass. The only things I'll watch next time, you guys can watch it and tell me like the the timestamps of those three incidences i yeah, think adam should watch it and then like tell us every week off. what it is and like and, i just want to yeah. hear it through your your filter i'm you doing a one, one man websites from the 90s <laughs> i'm like i'm doing a one-man podcast of season three. i like it yeah. adam give us just some gifts just give us gifts i want to yeah. see those well i was like just thinking in the course of this we obviously need the uh Sharon Needles, Fifi O'Hara, go back to Party City where you belong, bitch, directly to <laughs> this Red Hood costume, essentially, so. All right, so in possibly better casting, um, Oscar Isaac, who most famously played Poe Dameron in the most recent Star Wars trilogy, is currently in talks with Disney Plus to take the lead as Mark Spector, AKA Moon Knight in their upcoming TV series. What do you guys think someone like Isaac can bring to the role? How good a fit would he be for this, Adam? Before we, before we go too deep into this, I want to be very clear from Ryan's dark web. Is this true or is this a rumor? Because I can't have Oscar Isaac playing with my emotions like Tatiana Maslany. Okay, let, let, me, let me speak on this. Um, so Tatiana's whole contract thing is still in the works. I think it's sort of a strategic thing she's maybe doing right now in terms of like getting a better contract. A lot of actors do this. They say, I don't know if I'm gonna do this role to get more money, blah, blah, blah. It's alluding to a lot of that stuff. With that said, Oscar Isaac has been theorized on a lot of different websites. So it's not just one source saying like maybe, and it's coming on like more legitimate sort of like comic news websites too. So I do have to give more validity to uh, Oscar, Oscar Isaac as potentially being Moon Knight. With, just, that, with that said, he's notoriously Jewish. Is Oscar Isaac Jewish? <laughs> yeah. N notoriously Jewish is what? a horrible sentence. Oh, God. No, 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 no. no. Moon Knight. I Moon think. Yeah, yeah. No. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. The problem with the word notoriously signifies bad. And oh, fuck. I'm sorry. I did not use that correctly. Uh, famous. 
<laughs> I'm so sorry. I meant famously. Oh my god. Oh, sorry, Ryan. Ryan, I think you meant infamous. he's a downright. No, never mind. I'm gonna backpedal. Sorry. Yeah, backpedal. I, I back, back it up. Back it up. I'm gonna back it all the way up right now. Okay. And say... Ryan's drag name is Auntie Semite. Um, but. <laughs> Jesus. I, I will say that with Oscar Isaac, um, it's uh, it isn't confirmed. It's just in talk. So, like to add to like Ryan's, you know, like explanation, this is just a reporting on like it might happen. But if it does happen, I would be very happy because like mm -hmm. once I saw that, I was like, this makes a ton of sense. Oscar Isaac is a phenomenal actor. He's the right age to play someone like Moon Knight. I think he can do the batshit crazy stuff really, really well, which is what you need for Mark Spector. Adam. Yeah, I do. I think it's a great vehicle for him. It wasn't someone I would have thought of, but I also can't think of someone else that would really fit. I feel like in general, what I know about Moon Knight and just in general from a career standpoint, I'd probably like to see him over. I know that there was every, everyone's like kicking around Keanu Reeves and shit because he was in everything or being talked about for everything. Um, the one comment I was going to make too is, Ryan, I love that we've evolved your dark web into like, now it becomes like a finger-wagging truthiness where it's like, uh, it's like three out of five probably trues. Like we're you're becoming our like politifact. And I, it, yeah, I it's like how it. many sources you get from it. They're like if it's if it's one source, probably not. But if there's like three sources, maybe it's, it's always it's like pants a, on fire. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Adam, I think that uh, and Kaylin, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but Moon Knight's character has always been kind of described as like a Poe Dameron type. So I wonder if like uh, Isaac is going to be perfect for it. In Ew. the 80s, he was described I'm... as a Poe Dameron type. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Brent, you know that Moon Knight is a notorious Poe Dameron type. Yeah, that's <laughs> what he's saying. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, you know what? You can get them both confused so easily. You know what I mean? Uh... Listen, you're all wrong. He's actually a Leo Atreides type from Dune, who uh, Oscar Isaac yeah. is also black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on. <laughs> please, please. Uh, and expunge so, this from the record as well, please. Uh, I'm not going to edit. All right, continuing the pipeline <laughs> to streaming content, Netflix will be developing a live-action version of Assassin's Creed, which will fit into their library of game-to-TV shows that includes The Witcher and the forthcoming Resident Evil show. So we've talked before on... Uh, some of the problems of like turning games into movies and rather than rehash that discussion with respect to tv i'm curious if you guys think there's anything about assassin's creed specifically that might lend it better to television than other games adam uh i think it's actually really well equipped for that so for people that don't know there's a sort of like templars versus knights battle and then many of the games you usually take uh, some character and then go into basically like, I don't know, uh, you take on someone in the past or not at this point yet, but I'm assuming probably potentially in the future, but like you live out their life in Greece or in Egypt or, or even in the Revolutionary War. It, it kind of did serve a little bit jokingly as like a, a fake history book for kids because like you're always basically like living and you're, it's like Forrest Gump, essentially. Like you're always participating in these large-scale events that affected historical events in the universe. But I do think this kind of juggling back and forth where each season is holistically maybe one of these chapters. I actually don't think they'll do this for budget purposes, but what would be great 
is that each season was based on one of these kind of chapters while you also still had this overarching long-term story, which is basically what the games are, um, I think is, is super well-suited. And I don't know if anybody remembers the Michael Fassbender Assassin's Creed movie. And the answer no is no one. Yeah, zero <laughs> people. I never saw it. I never want to see it. But no. I think it's a failure to try and make it into a movie because a lot of these games are really open-ended, open world, multiple assassinations. So it really is nice to tell its building story, particularly Assassin's Creed 2. There was an entire like Ezio saga that was like the main character you were in Venice or Italy. And just people I think had really good memories of that because they built up this character so well when they kind of went back in time. Um, so I'm open to it, but you know, it depends on how much they want to actually invest in the success of the show. Kalen? Yeah, uh, just to kind of build off what you said, uh, I, have, I haven't ever played the Assassin's Creed game, but I've been interested in them. Uh, and I think the show can be successful is if they invest time and money in doing different time periods and having right. like a through line through all of it. Because if it's just, you know, during the Renaissance or during the American Revolution, whatever, I'm like kind of bored with that. And actually would remind me a lot of the AMC show. I don't know if anybody watched it, but Turn it was about like spies in, um, you know, during the Revolutionary War, oh. uh, like American spies in the British Army. Um, I've only seen one or two episodes, but it was okay. Uh, were, right? were they were they hot assassins in that? Oh, so hot! It was Ooh. Billy Elliot. <laughs> oh, really? I thought you, Clark, Clark, I thought you said Billy Eilish for a second. I was like, she was a Billy Eilish. Didn't you, Billy Eilish? <laughs> she, she turned yeah. traitor in it. Yeah, she's a bad guy. It's in her song. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think you. I think you're right, Kaylin. You have to have some through line of them being in the present day affecting stuff. But the way to make the show actually really succeed is by offering up the kind of political intrigue and the nuance of what's going on at that time and who's fighting with whom. And because you, you know, you'd kind of have a American horror story type anthology. Yeah. At the beginning of each season, you get to dig into some of the complex politics and the underhanded nature of different families or countries at whatever period you threw the main character into. Clark? Part of the point of that's the, the whole series is that you are in the near future and it's all these machinations between within this one fucked up company that is that has this ability to like go into the mindscape sort of thing of a an ancestor of yours. And so basically this guy's going through multiple different ones. That's what I don't know. If the TV show would go into as if all of them were connected, like his great grandfather, then suddenly great, great, blah, 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 all the way down to Egypt or something, or if they're gonna like totally. have different have different characters, um, different leads go in each one, each season or something like that. Either one would be cool, but I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I do like the, the um, the video games a lot. Black Flag being my favorite. Oh, the pirate one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're they're pretty high rated. I think it was they tried to make a multiplayer when everybody hated it. And I think obviously they'll stay far, far away um, from that. I do I'm interested to see too if they are gonna choose one period, what that period will be, because I know that uh, the first one took place in the Middle East, I wanna say, or like Ottoman, like Ottoman Empire. I'm making that up. But it was like, there is an opportunity for diversity and I hope they take it and they don't just be like, oh, it's the Italian Renaissance. Let's call it a day. 
I think there there's a lot of good stuff they could do to play with things to get a lot more continued representation on on television, but also tell more interesting stories than the same European shit we've seen over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ryan. Uh, basically, I just don't want them to do uh, the Matrix sort of slow motion, sort of like. <laughs> I just, I'm so over that. Like it's, it has no place anymore. And like, please don't lean into that. Like the way that movie did, it was awful. That it, is actually a very good point. Cause the more, the original ones, I think, or at least the first one was very somber. And then I think yeah. they got wise to kind of make the, uh, it wasn't, I don't know if it was, it wasn't the most recent one. They are doing Valhalla this fall is coming out on PS5, but they, with uh, Odyssey, which was based in Greece, it had a lot of good like highs and lows, like a drama would. So I could also, I could easily see them doing Odyssey as kind of the pitch because it's ancient Greece and it's kind of fun. They can do a little mythological creature type thing. Kayla? The first game, um, it just, it's based in during like the third crusade. Uh, yes. So it's in between um, in the Holy Roman Empire and, um, you know, the, the, the like, you know, Muslim, uh, Muslim Empire. So. Yeah, I think it should be interesting. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to it if only just to see like, you know, some possibly interesting visuals like in the Witcher. Um, <clears throat> so we're moving on now to our last segment, uh, which we would do right now. It's got Clark, cause it's called Clark's Got Something, watch out. Full title, Clark's Got Something, watch out. Clark, I believe you have something and we're supposed to watch Yeah, it. this actually comes out of something that, um... I was going to call you James, Adam. Well, you know what James said? Um, <laughs> when we did the, like, where, what kind of horror movie Storm would be in kind of thing, Adam mentioned uh, the blatant one of um, Jean Grey being a Carrie type thing. And yeah. so I decided to go full full bore on that and go through some some very popular horror movies, but some very strange ones, which is why I asked everybody in the podcast to send me some of their weird ideas. Um, I'm going to start off the one of my favorite horror movies is called Monkey Shines and it's about a man um, who became quadriplegic and is like in one of those chairs and he has to use his mouth to do the you know straw thing and so some guy gets him a helper monkey and it all goes very weird they've got like a psychic bond and there's lots of killing involved and it's hilariously fucked up anyway so I was thinking like as an example Clearly, Professor Xavier has to be um, oh. has to be poor Michael Vine in the wheelchair, and um, in this in this situation, it, it's not just that his legs don't work; it's that everything's not working. So he has to get a helper, and instead of the X Men are based kind of around him needing a helper, so he gets uh-huh. as you know that that Cyclops is his first in, in command or the first one he ever picks up mm-hmm. actually, and so. Cyclops is going to be his helper monkey and in this one the relationship's a little stranger and Cyclops doesn't turn out as nice as he should and so he's got <laughs> is, so it, he is, is there a question in this yeah where are we going <laughs> the, the question will be now I'm just giving my example and then we're, I'm gonna no I'm just literally gonna talk for the next 15 minutes about what I want to Clark's, talk about. Clark's got something this is something yeah, I've got something so shut your mouth. Anyways, that is an example. I do not want to spoil the end, but it, it's um, um, just fucking amazing. It also has the weirdest sex scene I've seen in like a movie in a long time. It is so bizarre. And it involves Wait, Monkey Shine monkey. or the movie that you're describing? No, my my the, my last week. Oh, okay. 
Fair enough. Anyways, I'm going to go through some, and, and whoever wants to chime in can do so. All so, right. I'll start with some really popular ones, but I don't know how easy they'll be. Um, number one, obviously, since it's spooky Halloween or spooky October, I'm just going to do straight up Halloween. Hmm. Who's Michael Myers? Who James always to make it sexually uncomfortable, right? You can make it sexually comfortable. <laughs> um, okay, who's into wearing a mask? Um, and who likes but to it's, yeah, unstoppable horror type, someone being stalked essentially. So, I oh, uh, I oh, I know, I would put uh, I would use uh, Gambit as Laurie Strode. <laughs> and Bishop as Michael Myers because basically that's all their like '90s relationship was, wasn't it? I like that. Yeah. Sure. Bishop yeah. is just going around murdering I, a lot of people <laughs> to get to make the gambit. I guess you know what? That's kind of what happened when he was going after um, Hope Summers, just slaughtering people to get to her. There you go. Maybe that's the updated example. I love it. My my example is. Uh... Gorgon has two swords and they become sentient and they're trying to get the fuck away from him because they are not treated well. So they're just constantly hiding in closets and stuff like that. But ultimately, Gorgon is the killer in this. You know what I mean? And they're actual weapons. Somehow so. your example is even stupider than <laughs> Thank you. I hate it so much. I hate it. <laughs> So like, do they just like hide, like hide in the closet? They have little feet that move. <laughs> so Gorgon is a sword killer or does he want to use the swords? No, no, know the names of his swords. I'm not going to give you a lesson. You can learn offline, you know? One so he's called- trying to murder grass cutter with like a knife. He, no, he's just trying to use them, but they're like, fuck this. I'm so over. Oh yeah. Perfect. Kaylin. Um, since uh, Lori and Michael are sister and brother, uh, in my version, it's uh, Sam and Paige Guthrie. Ooh. And Sam is Michael, but like, he's really fast because he's cannonball. So he's constantly going after Paige. But Paige, of course, has her own powers as Husk, so she can defend herself. I, I do have a better updated example based on your rep, which obviously I wish I would have put that two and two together too. Brother, sister, wouldn't it be M and M plate? That's another good one. Or Charles Xavier and Cassandra Nova would be another good one. Ooh. I was going to suggest yeah. uh, uh, Juggernaut and Charles. Black Tom. Oh, Charles. Yeah, that's a good one too. All right. So we're switching up. Be to like other- a subtle murderer. He's literally just plowing through every door. <laughs> Farewell. <laughs> it's Halloween, bitch. Yeah, we got it. Um, this one is the other one that's very well known. We're gonna do Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, I mean, has to be the has to be the claw guy, right? Doesn't but have who, to be. Who has control of dreams? Uh, Danny Moonstar. Ooh. I mean, it's it's. Well, I, I mean, it'll be better than new new mutants, honestly. Like, oh, oh no, it would be stuff. no. But you're right. It would be Shadow King, and then Danny Moonstar is the main character because she ends up fighting back. Yep. No. Right. <laughs> well, I was like, you can't uh-huh. make Danny no, Moonstar. Right. You can't make Danny Moonstar the Freddy Krueger, bitch. <laughs> what? <laughs> this could well, be a different version. A, an affirmative be more negative in my entire life. <laughs> 
Yeah, but at the end, you realize that she's the actual victim because her powers got out of control, you know? Oh, she's she's the actual victim because grass cutter managed to find its way into her tree. <laughs> well, bitch, those little legs, those little baby legs on that sword. <laughs> God. All right, let's go a little weirder. This one could go any sort of ways. We're doing Rocky Horror Picture Show. Ooh, oh, I got this. Yes, Kaylin. Mr. Sinister is right. uh, Dr. Franken Frankenberger. Uh, yep. And then uh, for Rocky, uh, I'll say Colossus because he's yeah. uh, big and dumb. Yeah. Dumb hunk of shit. Well done. Oh, and then obviously Gene and Scott are the. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, Dazzler's the maid. Which maid? That's good. Magenta? J- just background character. She doesn't really play into anything. <laughs> Much <laughs> like in the yeah. X books. Wait, Magenta's the tap dancer, right? Isn't that that would definitely be Dazzler? Yeah. No, Magenta's not. That's um Columbia. Oh. I always forget. I always get them fucked up. Who's Meatloaf? Go- Who plays Meatloaf? Uh, oh, Ron Perlman. Uh, Ron- no, uh Ron Perlman. Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. Can- oh wait, who's the tall lurching one? The tall lurching Ooh. one. Isn't there like a bald-headed lurcher one? The oh, butler. Well, yeah, riffraff. Who yeah, can the be butler. Riff- yeah. Uh, toad. Toad, yeah. <laughs> but that the smallest person. <laughs> <laughs> Who could be the you giant? Sizest. Yeah. All right, let's go on to this. Is one I actually saw with my roommate at the movie, the drive-in theater, a couple weeks ago. Hocus Pocus. Who are the three? Bitch, yes. Oh, God. The the Summers Brothers? Who's Bette Midler? Who's Kathy Najimy? And who's Sarah Jessica Parker? The Oracle of Morocco is one. (laughs) Can't you do it with Cyclops, Havoc, and Vulcan? (laughs) (laughs) Which one's which? Yeah, which one's which? Which Uh, one's the finger? Bette Midler is Cyclops, Kathy yeah. and Jimmy is Havoc, and Sarah Jessica Parker is Vulcan. I, I can love it. That. Yeah, that's the right answer, I feel like. Who are they trying to kill? Who are they yeah, after? Fi- finally giving some roles to some white guys, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, are the, who are the twinks they're trying to kill and take the books uh, from? The Children of the Atom. That's how they bring it in. Vida Ayala's book that's coming out next year. Sounds perfect. Yeah. All right, let's go off. We're going to do um, one of mine that's both two. Actually, the next two are not exactly Halloween movies because they don't play take place at Halloween. We're going to go with Nightmare Before Christmas. Who's Jack Scullington? Oh, uh, that's good. Maybe like Glob Herman because he's like bright eyed and like, hey, what's going on? Like he could he could be that role. I, I can actually see him. I know we've been using him a lot, but it could be Cyclops because isn't that like the whole later 2000s run where it's like he discovers that mutant dumbs can stand aside and everyone's like, you fucking terrorist. Like he's like, they're like, you, ru- you ruined humanity mutant relations because of uh, the thing you were trying to bring together or something like that. He just wants a new holiday to bring in. Right. New- <laughs> Who is a Jack Skellington? I don't know. That's Madeline a tough one. Pryor, well, that also works because Madeline Pryor is definitely, um, what's the name of his girlfriend? Where she's like always falling apart and she's just trying to help him understand. And he's like, shut up. I've got something to do. Who's Oogie Boogie? <laughs> Who 
who's who's the weird like sock puppet monster that has rotting worms inside of him? Inside of, um, I mean, I mean maggot, maggot. Let's throw maggot. maggot. Yeah. Oh, oh, I need. I want to know who is the uh, spinny faced mayor. Who's the one that? Ha- who is the bipolar I was, mayor? I, I was thinking because uh, I had to bring him up every week. I think um, Oogie Boogie could be played by Sugar Man. Oh yeah, totally. Go. Yeah, dream <laughs> role. <laughs> exactly, perfect. I don't know Spinny Man. I I thought the uh, Oogie uh, Oogie Boogie would be Glob Herman when he was murdering people. So he's both. <laughs> yeah, Glob Herman no, when he, when he does that. Hey people. hey hey. Glob Herman in every role in this Actually, movie. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> He's Jack a real could be, type. Oh, I will say the uh, X-Men Academy mutants are definitely those three, the three kids, the trick-or-treaters. The Hocus Pocus kids. Yes. It's definitely all those fucking people that no one remembers and cares about. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I think just Beak could play Jack. Book. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And Angel could be whatever that bitch's name is. Yeah, exactly. San- Sandy. I think it's Sandy, right? Oh, Sure. Summer 11. All right, yeah, we're going to go into Gremlins. That's the one that other one I said is kind of horror, but not that takes place at Christmas. Oh, it's the Bamps. They're all yeah, the Gremlins. Perfect. Yeah. And who's Gizmo? Is Gizmo just, yeah. Is Gizmo Nightcrawler? Nightcrawler. I've got two more. Number one, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Does anyone know that fucked up movie? Yes. It was yes, going to be Ryan, on my recommendation. Um, something uh, with, oh, they're the it's like the brood because they like they like turn them into blood sacks that they drink from. Like it's got to be some or or even like a vampire, the vampire covenant from Wolverine. That's pretty good. All right, my final one and the most important one: Who is who in the Crows Have Eyes three? <laughs> <laughs> Moira plays Moira. Okay. Oh yeah, Moira McTaggart. Perfect. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> And who were the crows? Name each crow. Yes, there are at least three crows. Clark, you you name one, and then we'll cast them. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, anal. Uh, uh, Crow number four. Rock slide. (laughs) Anal plays plays rock slide the crow. Okay, sounds good. That's it. I'm done. Kaylin, Brent, take us away. No, it's and Clark had something. <laughs> we right, watched uh, out. That that has been our episode. Be sure to check out our review of Ten of Swords, which was released yesterday, featuring special guest Regina Gibbons from the podcast House of X. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Instagram at Homo Superior Podcast, Twitter at Homo Superior X. We've been Homo Superior, where we can all agree that circus peanuts are the best candy. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Try them. You'll like them.